So uh, I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Jude. Jude is the next to last book uh, in the New Testament, in the Bible. There is a small uh, book, and it doesn't matter which chapter you turn to in the book of Jude. I want you to at verse 24. Uh, And so it doesn't matter which chapter, just verse 24. And when you get to Jude, you'll see why I say it doesn't matter which chapter, because there's not chapters. It's just uh, one page, less than one page there. It's just one chapter. But we're looking at verse 24 and verse 25, the last couple of verses here in the book of Jude. Powerful, powerful passage of scripture, just a reminder of how great our God is and how worthy he is of everything that we can give him, of giving him every moment of every day, of living for him every second of every moment. Uh, He is so worthy. Uh, The book of Jude, verse 24 says, now to him, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. This is the Word of God. And you're supposed to say, and we believe it. All right, let's try that again. This is the Word of God. We believe it. We believe it. Uh, We believe every word in here, and that is so true, that he is so worthy. And when we say we believe it, we need to act like we believe it and live in such a way to give him great honor and great glory. The book of Jude, the book of Jude is really a, uh, the focus of Jude is on the end times. And and there's a lot that he talks about because of the persecution that people are going through. And even for us uh, that are alive in these last days, he's he's telling us how to live in the the last days uh, there. And so understand what he talks about here. I'm not going to go into all the verses, but he talks about how the last days, and we know it because we're in it. They're days of of difficulty. They're days of danger. And so we need a supernatural endurance, a supernatural persistence because it's difficult to live for Christ. There are are pressures on us uh, today that, that weren't around 30, 40 years ago, and, 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 it, and it is, it, the intensity is, is ratcheting up, and so we need God's help. We need God's strength in these last days, in these difficult days, but not only the days of difficult and danger, there are also days of darkness and deceit. You like all those Ds? Uh, they're, they're darkness and deceit, and, 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 and we've never lived in a, in a world where lying is so rampant and so uh, easily moved in and out of. I mean, people lie about everything nowadays, just to, whatever it takes to make themselves look, whatever it takes to, to try to get you to believe what they want you to believe. They just make up stuff all the time. And so we, we live in those days. And so we need truth. We need God to show us truth. We need God to help us cling to the truth. We need to be authentic in these deceitful, uh, deceptive days that, that, that we live in. We need, we need a church that's authentic and real 
veil and not pretend, not acting like we're something, not participating in the deceit and, and saying that we love God when we don't love God, saying that we serve God when we don't serve God. We need some reality about our walk with God in these last days so that our light can shine bright in the darkness. And so we can be that salt of the earth that Jesus has called us to be. And so that's what he's talking about. You know, is, is it even possible? You know, it, it's, it's never been as difficult as it is today. Never been as dangerous as it is today. Never been as dark as it is today. So with all this darkness around us and danger around us, difficulties around us, is it even possible for us to do that? Now, if we want to listen to the enemy, he'll say, no, no, you can't do it. I've got you. I've got you, church. I've got you. I've put these things into your life, and I've got you right where I want you, and you cannot break my power. I've got you. He would say no. The world would say no, no. We're pouring on the persecution. We're making it more difficult than it's ever been before to do what is right, to, to stand up for what is right. Matter of fact, if you do it, you may lose your job. You may lose your influence in the world. You may lose your financial stability. If you stand up for what is right, we're making it too difficult for you. You cannot do this. The, uh, even our own flesh says at times, it's too difficult. It's, it's too hard to do this. I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of, of, of living in this way. Uh, and so we have all these voices that are saying no. But there's one voice that says, yes, you can. And it is the only voice that matters. It's the voice of God. Jesus says we can. And Jesus gives us everything that we need to be what he has called us to be in these difficult days. So I just want to talk about him a little bit. <laughs> I just want to brag on him a little bit. I just want to encourage you in your relationship with him and remind you who this God is that we serve. So first of all, let's talk about him. He's revealed in these last two verses in some, uh, you know, not necessarily new ways, but they are powerful ways as he's described, first of all, as the one that is able. He is able. He says there in verse 24, he says, Now to him... Who is able? Who is able to what? Who's able to do really anything? He, he mentions a couple of things here, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment and stuff, but he's really able to do whatever needs to be done. He is able. That's what this word means when it talks about him being able. It is a power term. It's the word dunamis in the, in the Greek language, which is dynamo power. It's dynamite power. It's explosive power. It is life-changing, situation-changing power. That is who he is. He is powerfully able to do whatever needs to be done. He is able. He is able. He is able in any situation to carry us through, to bring us through, to grow us, to mature us, to give us victory, no matter how difficult the situation is. He is with us, and the one who is with us, I want you to understand and believe and remind you tonight that he is able. 
He is able. He's able to overcome any person. He's able to change any person's life. Now, that means those that, that may be working against us, God is more powerful than them. Those that may be making our lives more difficult, God is more powerful than them. But not only that, but those who our hearts are burdened over, that are struggling, those loved ones, those friends, those family members that are not where they need to be with Lord, I want you to know our God is able to change the heart of that person. He is able. If he can save Paul, he can save anyone. If he can save the woman at the well, he can save anyone. If he can save Doug Ferris, he can save anyone. Our God is able. He's able in any situation. He's able with any individual. He's able to do whatever he needs to do, even with me and my stubborn, ignorant heart. He's able to help me. He's able to overcome me. See, sometimes, and really, God has shown me in my own life that for me, a lot of times it's a reverse pride where I'll talk about, well, God, you helped them, but I'm different. And God says, I don't care how different you are, I'm able. (laughs) I'm able. He is able. Not only is he able, but this says he is also only. He's only. It says there in verse 25 that he's the only God. When I was thinking about this being only, my mind kind of went down a, a, a different direction. When I was uh, back before smartphones, I mean way back in the Stone Age, all right? <laughs> back before smartphones, uh, uh, I'd, uh, Missy had gotten me a, a gift. I don't remember if it was my birthday or one Christmas, but I had satellite radio. Y'all remember satellite radio? Some of you still, you have that in your cars and things like that. I had, I had satellite radio, and, and that was for a Ole Miss fan living in Alabama. I needed satellite radio. I didn't want to listen to Paul Feinbaum and all these guys talk about Alabama and Auburn. That was back before even SEC Network, okay? I needed to have, I needed to be able to, especially Ole Miss baseball, I needed to be able to listen to some Ole Miss baseball games because nobody, you know, in satellite radio, they would have those games, all the Ole Miss games, basketball, baseball, football would be on there, and I'd listen to that. Also, you know, uh, being spiritual and stuff, had, it had Christian programming and stuff on there, and, uh, and I'd listen to Adrian Rogers and I'd listen to Charles Stanley. Matter of fact, when Ty was in elementary school, uh, when I'd get, you know, everybody knows how you get in line to pick up your kids and stuff like that, and you're sitting there waiting and waiting, and, and they come out looking for you, and you need to be in the right spot. When they come out there, they're going to be upset and everything. So I'd, I'd get in line, and just so happened at that time, that's when Way of the Master Radio would come on the, the station on satellite radio, and I'd sit there and listen to uh, testimonies of witnessing and uh, talk about how to share the gospel and stuff like that. Uh, was really a, a powerful discipling time in my life. Uh, at that time. But also, when I wasn't listening to sports radio and I wasn't listening to the, the Christian radio, I liked listening to, to Laugh USA. If you had satellite radio, you know what I'm talking about. Laugh USA was a station, I don't know if it's still on there, on satellite radio, where they had uh, comedians on there, but they were clean comedians. You know, no vulgar jokes, no cussing or anything like that. And they would tell clean jokes and stuff there. But some of them were hilarious. There's a guy, uh, and I don't know if he's a clean comedian or not, but the jokes he told on there were clean. But there's a guy, Henry Cho, that's from up in Tennessee. He's a Korean, but he's a country redneck, all right? And he was talking about this uh, guy 
um, that was in his, and when he was in high school that was there, and he was talking about being country, and this guy's name was J.B. Stewart. And that was his name, J.B. The J didn't stand for anything. The B didn't stand for anything. It was first name, letter J, second name, letter B. And if you know this, then you know exactly where I'm going with it. And then last name, Stewart. And so that was confusing at times. And so when he got his driver's license, he wanted them to get it right. He wanted them to understand. So when he filled out his form for his first name, he said J only, second name, B only third name Stewart. So when he got his driver's license back, it said Jonely Bonely Stewart. <laughs> that, that's what. It, now that doesn't have anything to do with my message. I just that's what happens when your pastor wakes up at four, the cat wakes him up at four o'clock in the morning and he can't go back to sleep and he works on his Sunday night sermon. Uh, that's what you what you get. But the thing is about God. When I was thinking about only, that's where my mind went and stuff. But but God, it's God's. That has nothing to do with God. When it says that God is only, understand, he is the only God. People talk about, well, which God do you serve? Which, you know, what's your, your choice of religion and things like that? There aren't, the only choices either, it's either God or it's not God. There's only one God. And that God has redeemed you. That God is your father. That Jesus is your, your, your savior. He is the, the only God, and you have him in your life. He is a part of your life, and you are his child. He is the only God. He is the only one that can help you, and he's here to help you. He is the only one that knows everything, past, present, and future, and he's here to lead you. He's the only one that cares for you, that loves you, you may have family members that love you probably on the face of this earth. There's nobody that loves me more than my wife. But as much as she loves me, Jesus loves me even more. Even more. We have the only God. And when everything is said and done and when time is no more, we will stand before him and he will be our God. Our God. He is able. He is only and he is Savior. He is Savior. It says there in verse 25, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is through Jesus that we are saved. God the Father is our Savior because he sent the Son, and he's the one that forgives us. Jesus is our Savior because he paid the price. The Holy Spirit is the Savior because he's the one that applies it to our life and changes us and washes us clean. God is our only Savior. He is the Savior. He's the one that rescues us. And listen, he didn't rescue you just to go down again. He has rescued us forever now and forever. He has put us in a different place. He's put us into the family of God. He has put us into, into heaven. We were lost and now we are saved. He's put us into a different position. We are the child of God. We have a seat at his table. He welcomes us into fellowship with him and we have a different heart and a different life. He redeems us. He changes us. He rescues us. That is what he does. He has redeemed us from sin. He has redeemed us from the enemy. He even redeems us from our own selves. He completely redeems us. That's our God. That's why we say hallelujah. That's why we worship him. That's why we live for him. But let's talk about what this God does. 
He does a lot of things that I've been talking about, but he does two things specifically that are mentioned there in verse 24. Beautiful things that God does. What does he do? He said, he is the one who is able to keep you from stumbling. Now, understand what he's saying here. See, see sometimes our minds will play tricks on us and we'll listen to the deceitful lies of the enemy more than we listen to the truth of the word of God. When he says he is able to keep you from stumbling, that means you don't have to stumble. Some would say, well, he's able to do that, but my situation is different. My si no, 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 no. He will keep you from stumbling. You can never fall out of the grace of God. You can never fall away from the love of God. He never rejects us. We never fall out of his hand. You see, our security is not found in our ability to stay in his hand. Our security is found in the strength and the love and the grace of the hand that holds us. And that is him. He is able to keep us from stumbling. How does he do that? Well, he gives us the strength that we need. He is our strength, and he lives within us. But not only that, but he gives us the heart motivation that we need. He, notice what it says here. He says, I'm able to keep you from stumbling. That word keep means to, to guard us. It's, it's not just the idea that he doesn't lose us. It's the idea that he never takes his eye off of us. That's what our God does. He keeps us so that we don't stumble. The word keep there, it, it, it really is the idea of treasuring something. It's what Daniel, what God revealed to Daniel and, and reminded him of when he told Daniel that, hey, I'm giving these things to you. Just want you to know you are my most precious treasure you are beloved of me and let me tell you something Daniel Daniel doesn't have anything on us as much as he loves Daniel he loves you as precious as Daniel was to him you are as well you are God's most precious treasure he will keep you from stumbling not only keep us from stumbling, but what else does it say here? It says, and, oh, I love this, present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Jude is saying, yeah, it's difficult, it's dark, it's tough, it's going to get tougher. But let me tell you, when everything is said and done, you're going to stand before God blameless. Not that we are, are, are innocent, but that he takes the blame away. He takes our guilt away. He removes our sin from us. You know, we talk about, you know, forgiving someone. We say, well, I can forgive, but I can never forget. We serve a God that forgives and forgets. The Bible says that, that our sins are cast away from us as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. The cross was enough. Jesus paid the price for every one and every bit of our sin. 
There's no residual that comes in to the presence of God. Jesus has taken care of it all. He presents us blameless, with, without blemish, everything removed. Do you know how glorious that's going to be on that day? Listen, no, no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter how significant or insignificant we feel, every one of us is so significant that God, Jesus, died for us and that all our sins will be taken care of. And one day, we will stand before him. We were singing about it this morning with Cornerstone. I love that, that last part of, of Cornerstone where it talks about standing before God in his righteousness alone, faultless, stand before his throne. That's our God. That's what he does. That's why we give him our gratitude. That's why we, we sing our hallelujah. And that's what he says in the last part of this he talks about what he deserves and this is what he deserves as he says at the end before all time and now and forever he deserved it when he died on the cross he deserved it when he arose from the dead he deserved it when he appeared he deserved it when he sent his holy spirit but he also deserves it right now right here tonight he deserves it in this moment he deserves it and he will forever and ever what does he deserve this is what he deserves he deserves first of all uh glory he says to the only god our savior through jesus christ our lord be glory. Now listen, we serve a glorious God. That word glory, it means fullness. It means that our, our God, he is the, the fullness of everything that he needs to be. He is the fullness of love. Every bit of him is love. He is the fullness of grace. He is the fullness of holiness. He is the fullness of righteousness. He is the fullness of, of strength and power and, and knowledge and everything that there's nothing lacking in him. He is, he is always full and never runs out. That is his glory, and his glory is everything that he is. And one day, when we receive our glorified, one day we'll stand before him in all his glory, and we'll worship him and praise him and sing our song of gratitude before him, lift up our hallelujah to the Lord, and not just us, but all the redeemed of all the world for all ages will be exalting him and glorifying the one who is full of glory. And that's what we need to do. He is full of glory. We need to give our full praise to him. We need to give our full worship to him. We need to give full surrender to him and full obedience to him and full service to him because to him, not only is he glorious, but to him be glory. That's what he deserves. Not only glory, it says to him be glory, majesty. Majesty. Now, the word majesty there, it's not just talking about that he has a crown on his head. Matter of fact, the authority deals more with that. But the word for majesty here is really that it's the idea of mega, that we serve the mega God. <laughs> He is, he is the great God. Whatever, whatever you can come up with your mind, God is greater. God is greater as much as, as we think we understand how much he loves us and it, it overflows our heart. He loves us in an even greater way. He has mega love. He has mega grace. He gives us mega joy. He is the mega God. He is mega holy. That is who he is. And so what do we need to do? We need to, to give him majesty. We need to give him mega praise and mega surrender and, 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 and mega worship and, and mega obedience 
obedience in everything that we do, that's what we need to give him. Majesty. He deserves everything we have and more, so let's give him more and more and more and more and more because he's worthy. Not only of glory and majesty, but then it also says dominion. And the dominion means his, his might and his power. That yes, he, he rules, but he has the power to rule perfectly and righteously in everything that he does. And I think how we, we give him dominion is we, we surrender to that rule. We, we, we bow before him. There are times when we shout our hallelujah, but there's other times when we, we take the knee before him and saying, Lord, I need your strength. I need your power. I need you to rule over this situation in my life. I need you to rule over my own heart. Lord, I, I need you. I need you. Take dominion over me. Take dominion over this church. Take dominion over this community. Take dominion over this world. And then not just dominion, but also authority. Authority. And that is the idea of his position. You see, there's never a moment in our lives, and there never will be a moment when Jesus is not on the throne, he is the one in authority. He is the one in control. And he's not up there just saying, you do this, you do that. He's not some dictator that is just executing his will at the whim of, of, of his own desires. But the one that's on the throne is the one that gave his life for you. It's the one that died on the cross for you. It's the one who loves you like no other. And as we bow before him and surrender everything to him, he puts his arms of love around us and says, my child, I've got you. I've got you. So this is our God. This is who he is. This is what he does. This is what he deserves. So what is our response to that tonight? How, how are we going to respond to this? Well, I, I don't know that this is, uh, well, uh, this is the vision, this is the image that God's given to me, and it, it comes, I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if it's on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, but there's this, this video that's been floating around. I've, I've referenced it before of this bird. It's, uh, you know how baby birds are when they're in the nest and stuff, and the mama comes and, 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 and brings that worm, that chewed up worm or that cricket, you know, and stuff like that. And they, I mean, the, the mama bird just, it's, it's, it's almost like the mama bird is flying to the nest and they can hear the wings flapping and they start going, you know, you know how they do, they like that. And then uh, there's this baby bird that has, I mean, it's big enough that it's gotten out of the nest. It's big enough that it can fly, but hadn't quite got this eaten thing down. And there's this, this 
I don't know if it's a caterpillar or a centipede or millipede or whatever that's moving around the ground. And this bird, this baby bird is going after it and it goes up to it and goes. And then it moves, it goes up to it and goes. And it's, it's doing like. Sometimes that, that's how we are in our worship. And that's okay at times. I mean, there have been times that I, I've been so weak and I've been so defeated by the Doug <laughs> uh, within me and stuff that I just, I just, God, I just, I just need you to, to feed me. I just need you to bring this, this and, and I do that. But let me, God does not want us to stay there. That's what a baby bird does. What God wants us to do is pursue him. See, there are times in our lives, and, and, and especially as we are lost, that God has been pursuing us. And this is what happens when he catches us. The tables turn. And God's not running away from us. But he wants us to pursue him. Where every day we say, I'm going to praise you. Every day we say, God, speak into my life. You are able. You are the, the only God. You have, you've re put me in this place. You've, you've saved me. You've redeemed me for your purpose. God, I want, I want your will for my life. I want you to use me today. I'm pursuing you. Whatever you have for me, I'm after you. And even in our worship, it's not just God, give me, give me, give me, but it's God, you are worthy and I give to you. I give you my life. I give you my thoughts. I give you everything in me because you are worthy. That is the worship that we are called to. That is what he deserves. All glory, all majesty, all dominion, all authority. We submit to him in every way because he is worthy. He is our God. He is our Savior. And we live a life of worship to him. He has already given us so much. And now we give every second of every day unto him. Don't you want to give him what he's worthy of?